everyone, and welcome to episode 13 of the Luna's Galaxy podcast. My name is Emmy, but you can also call me Luna, and I'll be the host of this show. The Luna's Galaxy podcast goes live on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and other podcast services on Tuesday every two weeks. For this episode, we have three segments, gaming news, what I've been playing, and we're kind of combining the question segments with the topic of the show, because um, we're doing the Luna's Galaxy Game Awards uh, this episode, which I'm very excited about. So a lot of you have submitted um, your choices for these, a lot of different categories <laughs> for the games that you've played this year, and I will also give my answers, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun, so... It's like the question segment if there was a lot of questions, <laughs> kind of. Um, so looking forward to that. I'm, I'm very excited for the Luna's Galaxy Game Awards, as I've decided to call them. But before we get started, if you would like to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, that would mean a lot to me. I will read it on the show if you would like. It means a lot to me. It really helps me out with the algorithm. So... We want more people to find the podcast, so <laughs> please do that if you'd like. And also, I believe Spotify also has a like rating review system for um, podcasts now. So if you are a Spotify listener, you can also rate. And I don't know if they have a review, but I know they have like the rating uh, thing for Spotify. So do that for Luna's Galaxy podcast. It would mean a lot to me on there as well. Um, happy holidays. So the holidays are over now. <laughs> But I hope that everyone had a good new year. Um, if you celebrate Christmas, if you celebrate any other holiday, I hope that you had a good winter holiday break type thing. <laughs> um, mine was pretty good. But yeah, I hope that you're all doing well. Um, I had to cancel last episode. So this episode was supposed to come out two weeks ago. <laughs> but um, I was just so busy with all that sort of holiday stuff. I thought I was going to be able to get the podcast done once I had finished my university stuff, um, but then I was, like, up to my neck and, like, needing to buy gifts for people because I hadn't done a lot of that yet. I just, I had a lot of stuff to do, uh, had to hang out with, I make it sound like it was a chore, but, like, I, I hung out with my friends, I had to see family and stuff, um, for the holidays, which, you know, it was, like, a good type of busy, it wasn't a bad type of busy, but, like, it, it was very tiring, <laughs> so I had to push back the episode. I also wasn't feeling the best. Um, I thought I could have had COVID, but then I tested negative, so luckily I did not have COVID, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just, I wasn't in the right sort of space to be recording the podcast, so I had to cancel it, unfortunately, but I'm here now, and it was really frustrating because, like, I had the outline done for that episode, and I was just going to record it, like, the next day, but then the next day I couldn't do it, and Anyway, so some of the news actually for this episode is from that uh, podcast that could have been two weeks ago, but that I couldn't do. Um, I cut back a lot of it because a lot of it was just like game awards, like who won a lot of the announcements. So we're not going to be covering a lot of that, but I will just kind of briefly talk about the game awards. But that's mostly it for stuff that was going to be in last episode. What else do I have? Also, today marks my one year as a Twitch streamer. So as of the day that I'm recording this on Monday episode doesn't come out until tomorrow but as of today I have officially been a Twitch streamer for one year which is wild <laughs> um I still remember my first stream really well I was just kind of bored one night and I was feeling impulsive <laughs> and I was like what if I just like decide to stream on Twitch and it was just me my mic and Danganronpa on Steam <laughs> like I didn't have a webcam I didn't have an overlay I really had no idea what I was doing <laughs> 
because like even back then like I didn't really watch Twitch streams much. I had when I was younger, but I hadn't really ever delved too deep into like Twitch culture and all that kind of stuff. I wasn't like following many people. So I really had no idea what I was doing. And I actually still have the video saved of my first stream. I don't think it's on Twitch anymore, but like I have it. <laughs> and it's really bad. Like I'm not gonna lie. Um, there was some people that watched, which I'm like forever grateful for. Um, but it's really funny to like look back on it now. Cause like there's there's no overlay, there's no there's no webcam. It is like the game isn't even like cropped right. I wasn't using OBS or Streamlabs OBS at that time. I was using like this Twitch software that they had. Is it Twitch Studio? It might've been that. Um, and I didn't have it like set up properly. <laughs> so like ha not half the game, but like a, a decent chunk of like the dialogue boxes for Dag and Rambo were like cut off and it was really bad. <laughs> but um, some people watched. So um, yeah, that was my first Twitch stream was a year ago today, which is wild. So, uh, I'm looking forward to this next year. It is, it's weird to think about. It doesn't feel like it's been a year. Um, it feels like it hasn't been that long, but yeah. So thank you to everyone that has sort of been on my Twitch streaming journey with me, whether you've been there since the first stream or, you know, you're very new or, you know, you came in somewhere in the middle. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it because... I'm having a lot of fun with it and I'm hoping to stream. I don't know if I'll stream more in the new year, at least not until I'm done with university, but um, I am hoping to be more consistent. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to what this year has in store for me and for Twitch and the podcast and everything. But yeah, one year as a streamer and also my affiliate anniversary is at the end of the month, I think. I think it's January 28th was when I got affiliate. So I'll probably do some sort of special stream for that because uh, this, my one year Twitch streamer anniversary kind of snuck up on me. I didn't realize it was so soon. So I didn't like plan anything like to celebrate, um, but I will be planning something for my affiliate anniversary. So I'll try and keep y'all updated on that. <laughs> also, we have a lot of announcements. <laughs> um, before I actually get into the news today. So on January 15th, I'll be playing Foretellers themed Among Us on Lands and Masters Twitch channel with other creators like Oblivion and Cage Guides and even more. And I think this is gonna be a lot of fun. If you aren't already following Lands of Masters, you should be. Um, I will link their Twitch in the description of this episode. Um, that is on January 15th. And if you if you like Kingdom Hearts, <laughs> um, if you're familiar with the foretellers that are in uh, Kingdom Hearts back cover, Kingdom Hearts Union Cross, all that good stuff, um, we're playing Among Us, but we can only use quotes from uh, that the foretellers say, like in the game and in the movie and stuff. So it it'll be it'll be interesting, but I'm looking forward to it. So yeah, go check out Lands and Masters, and I'll keep y'all updated on that as well. Um, also. <laughs> Uh, join the Luna's Galaxy Discord server as I'll be posting my weekly stream schedules in there. So like I said, I'm trying to be more consistent with streaming and just doing more. So if you aren't already, join the Discord server so you can be updated with all the stuff that I'm doing. Also, um, you can answer the questions for the podcast in there too, which is pretty good. Also, <laughs> I have just one more thing before we get into the news. So I'll be posting more on Instagram. Uh, I'm hoping to do that more this year. So if you aren't already following me on Instagram, it's just at Game, same as my Twitter, Twitch, all that. So um, I'll also put uh, a link to that in the description of this episode. If you would like to follow me on Instagram, it would mean a lot to me. Um, I'm almost at 100 followers. So 
It's going good. <laughs> but anyway, let's get on to the gaming news. So like I said, I'm not going to completely go over the game awards um, and the winners and blah, 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 all the announcements and stuff because frankly, it's just outdated at this point. Um, I don't really want to talk about it, but I will kind of briefly go over my thoughts on the game awards as a whole. So um, it was very long. Uh, if y'all can remember that far back um, to watching the Game Awards live, if you did, it was very long. I think it was like three, either three hours or like three and a half hours. And I get it. I get why it's long. But at the same time, I don't think anything has to be that long, to be honest. Um, it just, it, uh, it did not have to be that long. And the other thing, and this is the biggest thing, at least in my opinion, is that I feel like there should be more focus on the awards. I think it's really hype when they do, like, for certain awards, they'll show, like, kind of, like, I don't know if a montage is the right word. I don't know how you would describe it, but, um, like, they'll show, like, the title of the game, they'll show some, like, footage from the game, then, you know, they'll do that for all the nominees, right? They, they usually do it for Game of the Year when they do, um, you know, the orchestra stuff. But they also do it for some some other awards. And I feel like they should do that for every award. I feel like that should be, like, the bare minimum of what we expect from the Game Awards. Instead of just, you know, Jeff being on stage and being like, here are the nominees for Best RPG. And, like, you don't even get to see what the games look like. <laughs> it's just, like, they don't even read the nominees a lot of the time. They'll just be like, here are the nominees and they're on the screen. And they'll say who won and there's just, there's not really anything to it. I think that's my biggest issue with the show as a whole. And the thing is, is that the reason why the Game Awards are so long is obviously not because they're spending time on the awards. It's because of the announcements. And in my opinion, <laughs> if you're going to spend that long on announcements, they should be good ones. And a lot of the ones at the Game Awards, no offense, were not that great. At least not on the level of where, you know, I would be happy watching this for three and a half hours. You know what I mean? Um, like there is some good stuff in there and it does kind of depend on your taste as a gamer. Um, but I just felt like it was way too long and there were not enough big, good announcements um, to kind of justify how fucking long it was. <laughs> I think one of the best things about the Game Awards are the music segments. So like I said, uh, the Game Awards Orchestra every year, um, they'll do sort of the Game of the Year medley. And that is fantastic. That's one of my favorite parts of the show every year. It is so cool. Um, I still go back and watch uh, the 2017 Game Awards uh, Orchestra medley. It is fantastic. You know, they got like uh, like Mario Odyssey music, Breath of the Wild, um, Persona 5. Like, it, that was such a good year. <laughs> um, not just for games, but also for the music and games. Like, that's my favorite one to go back and watch. But as always, that was fantastic. And they also did this little, like, cute Cuphead thing. And I've never played Cuphead. I don't know much about it, but I thought that that was really cute. And I know some people don't really like the sort of musical stuff in the Game Awards, which I get. But for me, it depends. Like, I think Cuphead is, like, Cuphead's a game. Like, doing music from Cuphead. <laughs> I feel like having, you know, that sort of tribute makes sense and it's cute. And I think a lot of people appreciate that. But then when you just have, like, random bands <laughs> that Jeff Keighley likes, it's kind of like, what are we doing here? Even, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's kind of hard to be like, hmm, what is, what, what, like, blah, 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 blah. I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah, it's, I don't mind the musical performances as much as I think some other people do. But to me, it's all about how much it actually fits in with, like, video games and, you know. But yeah, kind of mixed feelings on the show as a whole. 
I definitely think they could be better. I think they could be fucking shorter. Um, I would like to see more focus on the awards, but I guess the awards don't pay the bills, so it is what it is. Um, but moving on, uh, there have been new DualSense controllers and PS5 plates. So the reason that I have not really gotten a PS5 yet, other than the fact that you can't really get one, <laughs> is because I hate I hate how it looks. I hate the white. I'm not gonna lie. Like if they just made the PS5 like the plates like black, I I might have bought a B a, a BS5 a PS5 a while ago, but I don't like the white. I think it's ugly. Um, but they, a few weeks ago, they showed off that, woo, we're getting different color PS5 plates. The ones that stood to me were the pink, purple, and, uh, there's, like, sky blue. Um, I don't know if I'll get the pink or the purple one when I eventually get a PS5, but I will definitely be getting rid of those white plates, because they are so ugly. <laughs> I need myself a pink and purple, or purple PS5. So, yeah, now, if I ever see a PS5 in the wild, I will probably buy it because I know that I can just take the white plates off and get prettier ones. <laughs> I, I'm kind of shallow, but anyway. Next up, we have, there's been new I, the Somnium Files Nirvana Initiative art, and this was also a while ago. I think this was in the outline for <laughs> the episode that never was. Um, but there's been new art that has been revealed with Mizuki for the Collector's Edition Outer Box, and so I'm gonna be getting it because I got that Collector's Edition, and it looks really good, so... Yeah, shout out to Nirvana Initiative. <laughs> also, Square Enix stopped selling Final Fantasy XIV because it got so popular. <laughs> um, I think this happened around the time that Endwalker came out or maybe a bit after, but um, too many people are playing the game. The servers can't keep up. <laughs> and I think they're also, I don't have this in my notes here, but I think they also did something with the free trial, like limiting people that can use and play the game that way. So yeah, if you <laughs> if you want to play Final Fantasy XIV, but you haven't, if you don't have it yet, um, good luck. Uh, next up, <laughs> Persona 5 Strikers is a PlayStation Plus game for January. I was not expecting this at all. And I think, I mean, I think this is pretty good. I'm gonna redeem it because uh, I have PlayStation Plus. I didn't plan on playing Persona 5 Strikers. I didn't really, I don't want to go back to Persona 5, but like, I'm going to redeem this and I'll probably play it eventually. So yeah, pretty cool if you're a Persona fan and you haven't played Strikers like me. <laughs> um, so the last bit of news we have is that Square Enix uh, will be focusing on NFTs in 2022. That is a part of their like marketing, I don't know if I'd say branding, but um, their sort of financial strategy moving forward is they want to get, they want to do NFTs and Obviously, the internet <laughs> has not exactly been happy about this. It's been all over Twitter. And actually, an article just came out today about how, you know, even sort of the Japan, uh, even in the, the internet in Japan, uh, the Japan side of Twitter, I don't know what to say about this. Um, but they're also upset about it, which makes me feel a bit better because, you know, culturally and just like the people that I follow on Twitter, you know, it's pretty much all, you know, North American, European people. Um, I don't really see much perspectives of, you know, uh, anyone that is not in that category <laughs> or, like, living in that part of the world. But um, it does make me feel a bit better that um, apparently, you know, people living in Japan are also 
pretty fed up with this because, you know, when I first seen all the sort of outrage on Twitter about Square Enix and NFTs, I was like, I don't know how much they care about their North American audience. Although, I don't know, maybe they do because they do brand Avengers better than the world ends with you. So I don't know. But sort of my initial thought was about how, like, I feel like they won't listen. Because sometimes, you know, when Ubisoft, uh, they announced something also kind of recently about NFTs. And did they cancel it? I think they might have canceled it. Or, like, you know, they saw the outrage <laughs> on Twitter. And they were like, okay, we're just going to, like, step back a bit. But Square Enix is one of those companies where I think they would see the outrage and not really do anything about it. I don't think they'd really be phased by it. So I'm hoping that, like, because um, Japanese people are also upset about it, that maybe they'll take it more seriously. I don't know. I have no idea. But, God. <laughs> uh, I can't wait for the Kingdom Hearts 20th anniversary event where they announce that there's a fucking Kingdom Hearts NFT. Like, mm, just the irony of it all. And people have been pointing this out. But, like... They made Final Fantasy VII, which is a game about, you know, these greedy companies destroying the world for money, for capitalism. And then <laughs> and they're like, we want to do NFTs. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, I hate it here. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk about what I've been playing. So um, I've still been playing Tales of Arise and I'm almost done. Um, this game is a lot longer than I thought it would be. Um, I thought I was, like, halfway, or, like, I thought I was almost done of it. <laughs> I would thought I was, like, pretty much done of it. I thought there would be, like, one more sort of big area, and then uh, that did not happen. Then I, it was, like, oh, you're only at, like, the halfway point of the game, and I I don't know if I'd say that. I feel like that was, like, the 60% point of the game, not the 50, but anyway. Um, and I was, like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, this game doesn't end, um, but it is really good. I'm hopefully gonna finish it kind of soon. I think I'm at the end of it, question mark. Um, and I might go for the Platinum, because I do really enjoy, like, the gameplay and the characters and stuff. And, yeah, I feel like... I don't know if it's an easy Platinum. I haven't actually looked into that yet. But I think it could be a fun one to do. So, yeah, I've, I've really only been playing Tales of Arise, I think. Also, Dance Dance Revolution. <laughs> um, that was one thing that I was very happy to get back into. Because, like... When you're a university student and when you're, like, working part-time and, like, doing all this shit, like, you don't have the energy to really exercise. At least I know I don't. I'm trying to get better at it. But, like, I hadn't played DDR for so long since I got back in university. And so over winter break and just these past few days, I've been playing more DDR and I'm very happy about it. It feels good. But also, I was able to find a copy of Last Window on eBay, so... Um, I talked about this a bit before, how I played Hotel Dusk, and I really fucking love that game. And the sequel, Last Window, has been very hard to find on eBay for a reasonable price, but I ended up getting it. Um, I think it was about $50. I didn't end up getting the case. I think it would have been, like, $90 to get, like, the case and stuff, and I was like, I don't know if I want to spend that amount of money just for a case. Um, but I did get just, like, the cartridge game. Um, for about $50, which I'm so happy about. <laughs> so I'm finally going to be able to play it probably after Tales of Arise. Also, I just ordered uh, Dance Dance Revolution Max for the PlayStation 2. So um, now I have almost all the DDR games that were on PlayStation 2, except for Dance Dance Revolution X2, um, which is extremely hard to come by. It was like the last DDR game that came out on the PS2. 
And so I don't think they really printed many copies of it. Cause like if you go on eBay and you look up Dance Dance Revolution, a lot of the games are like, you know, five to like $15 Canadian anyway. Um, but then if you look up Dance Dance Revolution X2, it's like 150. So, um, I don't know if I'll ever get that one, but I have, I'm getting Dance Dance Revolution Max, which I am very fucking excited about because I love DDR. <laughs> and hopefully that'll motivate me to keep playing it, um, even throughout like the last semester that I have at university. Um, but before I move on to the topic of the show, I just want to talk about some stuff that I got over the holidays, um, cause it made me very happy. Um, I got the Kingdom Hearts Ultimania, which, like, I have a lot of Kingdom Hearts merch, as I'm sure some of you know. I have a lot of, like, the books, I have, like, the strategy guides, I have, like, some art books, you know. I have a lot of Kingdom Hearts stuff, and the Kingdom Hearts Ultimania, like, if you are going to get any sort of Kingdom Hearts book, that's the one that I would recommend. Like, I have the Kingdom Hearts, it's an art book, and it's specifically for, like, the manga, and, like, the novels and stuff. It's, like, that art style. I think it's, um, Amano. I can't remember uh, his full name right now, but Amano. It's, like, their artwork. Um, and I also have, like, a lot of the strategy guides and stuff, which has a lot of, like, art from the games and, like, lore and all that stuff. But if you're gonna get anything, it's gotta be the Kingdom Hearts Ultimania. Um, it is really good. I really love it. I've, I love looking through it. Um, there's sections for, like, the characters. There's so much art as well. There's even, like, a story summary thing. It is just, it is so good. If you are a big Kingdom Hearts fan and you want, like, anything, <laughs> let it be the Kingdom Hearts Ultimania because, oh my god, like, I remember I got it for Christmas. It was, like, Christmas morning and, like, I'd finished, like, opening all my gifts and stuff and, um, I was just, like, flipping through it and I was, like, tearing up. I was, like, this is so beautiful. I love this game so much. So, yeah, get the Kingdom Hearts Ultimania. I really, I highly recommend it. I also ordered, um, the Final Fantasy VII material ultimania i think is what's called the seven remake one um because it was on sale um pe I, I, people had been posting pictures of it because it came out like a little after christmas and i was like uh, i might wait but then i just checked amazon one day and it was like 30 dollars when it's like regular 50 so i was like ooh. <laughs> so i ordered that as well which hasn't come in yet but i'm sure i love that as for some games that I got for Christmas, I got Scarlet Nexus, which I'm excited to play. I got Captain Toad, which I'm also very excited to play. I think that'll be a really chill game for when I'm just like, I don't know what the fuck I want to do. Just play some fucking Captain Toad. I love Toad. I also got 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim, which has been recommended to me by many people. Um, Yakuza 6, which, I mean, I want to finish Yakuza 4 and 5 this year, so, yep. <laughs> And I also got some really cute Nintendo puzzles. I posted some pictures of them. I just finished the, uh, like, Mario Holiday one. It's, like, Christmas-themed and stuff. I just finished that one the other day, and it's so cute. Then I have an Animal Crossing one. And, the like, if you're into puzzles like me, <laughs> um, they're pretty cheap, and they're, like, a thousand-piece ones, so they'll keep you busy. But, yeah, they're, like, you can just find them on Amazon and stuff. They're really good. I remember um, I wanted a near-replicant puzzle, because there are some Square Enix puzzles, but it's, like, $50. <laughs> um, but the Nintendo ones are only, like, 20 And, like, I've seen them on sale for, like, 13 So, like, they are really fairly priced. And that's Canadian dollars as well. So, yeah, Nintendo puzzles are a lot of fun. But anyway, let's get on to the Luna's Galaxy Game Awards. So, basically how this worked was that I wanted us to talk about our 2021 gaming experiences. Not just me but also this little community that we have built on here. And so 
Um, with the help of you guys, I came up with some categories for us to discuss. Kind of think of it like the Game Awards, but like a bit more weird and like specific to us, you know? Although there aren't any winners. I just want to read off what you guys have said. <laughs> and so I asked y'all for your sort of nomination slash picks slash winners for your categories and all that. And one rule I had was that it didn't have to be a game that released in 2021 because I know myself and many other people don't get to play a lot of games the year that they release <laughs> because when a lot of games release, they are really expensive. I know it's like $80 Canadian to buy a game, you know, on release and that's just not reasonable for a lot of people. And so, you know, like myself, um, I play a lot of games that released in previous years throughout the year. Like I said, I've said this before, most of the games that I've played this year did not come out this year. I know there are a lot of people that are also like that, but I still wanted us to be able to sort of talk about the experiences that we had with gaming and not just be limited to games that released in 2021. So yeah, thank you to everyone who voted, by the way. I had a lot of fun with this, like coming up with the categories and reading all of your um, submissions. So let's get into it, shall we? <laughs> Um, also, there are some answers here um, where I don't have a username or name for the people that submitted them. Um, so I'll just kind of say like anonymous said blank, you know, whatever their answer was. Also, for these first few categories, I am going to say like all the submissions and all the answers that I got. Um, but once we get into some of the other ones, I'm going to narrow it down to just a few responses because if I didn't... <laughs> We would be here all day because we got quite a few responses and I don't want this episode to be like three hours long. So let's talk about it, shall we? So the first question I had for y'all, the first award, if we want to say, um, was what's your favorite game you played this year? So I feel like that's pretty self-explanatory. What was your favorite game that you played this year? Didn't have to be released this year. It's not, you know, we're not just, what was your favorite? A very simple question. And Let's get into y'all answers. So V, the wonderful Oblivion, said Persona 4 Golden. And yes, Persona 4 Golden is a wonderful game. If any of y'all haven't played it already, like 10 out of 10 recommend. Um, and then um, someone who I don't know, Anonymous, <laughs> said It Takes Two. Another good one. That one game of the year. That one game of the year at uh, the Game Awards. So good. And then Jay said Persona 5 Royal in brackets. Sorry, Emmy. <laughs> And when I was reading the responses, that was the first, that was one of the first ones that like really made me laugh. I was like, damn, <laughs> am I a Persona 5 hater? I don't know. But I thought that was really funny. <laughs> I also played Persona 5 Royal technically this year. I played most of it in 2020 and then I like finished it in 2021, but I didn't think to like put it in any of my nominations just because I, like in my mind, I played it in 2020, even though I didn't finish it until 2021. But anyway... <laughs> Persona 5 Royal is a good game. I'm just bitter. Um, and then Mila said Shimigami Tensei 5, which is one that I really, I do want to play that at some point. I don't know when I will, but I'm glad that you liked it. And I hope that I like it too whenever I eventually play it. And Tolizu said Resident Evil Village, which is also a pretty good pick from what I've heard. <laughs> then Adam said Metroid Dread. Zach said Omori. We have another anonymous one here. And their favorite game was Disco Elysium. And then Tyler, Tyler Tylerums, the wonderful Tyler Tylerums, said Yakuza Like a Dragon. And then Gilbert said Fire Emblem Three Houses, another pretty good pick. Mo said Your Turn to Die, which is one that I want to play, get into at some point. 
I think I think it's been compared to Danganronpa, if I'm correct. Um, so maybe it'll be something I like. I, I really need to check it out. I looked up, like, the game a bit, and I it just it seems like something I would like. So I got to check that out. And it was also your favorite game that you played this year, so. <laughs> then James said Death's Door, Lands of Masters, said Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind, Egg with Feelings said Final Fantasy fourteen, and spoiler alert, <laughs> almost all of Egg's, like, answers were Final Fantasy fourteen or Final Fantasy fourteen related, <laughs> which just, it made me giggle, because I was like, there's a Final Fantasy fourteen fan for you. <laughs> Also, um, a lot of these usernames, I'm going to, like, shorten as we do them. So, like, egg, like, egg with feelings. I'm just going to call you egg from here on out, okay? You, you are egg to me. Um, same with, uh, songbird Zingara. I don't know if I said that right. I'm just going to call you songbird from now on. <laughs> and just, you know. So, if I say, like, half of your username, that's why. Um, it was just easier. <laughs> But Songbird Zingara said World End Club, which is, I'm glad someone liked it that much. <laughs> um, Nikafona said Genshin Impact. Noctane said Neo the World Ends With You. And Sora850 said Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door. So everyone had a different answer here, except which, which I think is like really cool um, because most of the other categories, there's a lot of like overlap with answers, um, but everyone had a different favorite game that they played this year, which is pretty cool. Except if you consider that I also said Fire Emblem Three Houses and Gilbert said Fire Emblem Three Houses, but like, I don't know. Um, I kind of cheated. I, I, I listed three games. It's my podcast. I'll do what I want. <laughs> um, but I said Fire Emblem Three Houses was my favorite game that I played this year. Um, but I also said that Hotel Dusk and Tales of Arise were my favorite games that I played this year. So like I said, I am cheating. I feel like it's almost hard to reflect back because it's like I played Fire Emblem at the beginning of the year Whereas I played Hotel Dusk and Tales of Arise a lot more recently. So, like, they are better in my memory. But I also haven't had as long to sit with them. So, I don't know. It was really hard for me to kind of figure this out. So, I just ended up putting them all in. And I, I didn't do that for many categories. But if you're looking for some recommendations from me, then yeah. Fire Island Three Houses, Hotel Dusk, Room 215, and Tales of Arise. Like, I really... It's so hard to pick. Like, I, I want to say Hotel Dusk was my favorite but at the same time I'm like well Fire Emblem Three Houses I think is a better game <laughs> and like Tales of Rise has been like a lot of fun so I don't know maybe I should say Hotel Dusk but like mm, we'll see we'll see <laughs> maybe someday I'll figure out what my favorite game was but for now it's Fire Emblem Three Houses, Hotel Dusk, and Tales of Rise. So our next category is best music which I think is pretty important so V said Persona 4 Golden, which is a good answer. Once again, any Persona game, any Persona soundtrack is a good answer in this category. And then someone said Genshin Impact. Jay said I the Somnium Files. You know it. I actually, I have a lot of those songs on my Apple Music. Uh, that soundtrack is available on Apple Music and Spotify, and I have it on my phone. <laughs> I actually, I also have, because I got the collector's edition for I, um, I have like the physical like CD, which is pretty cool. But yeah, I Somnium Files, great music. I mean, Invincible Rainbow Arrow alone is, like, worthy of best music. <laughs> uh, Tully Zoo said The Artful Escape. Adam said Persona 5 Strikers and Skyward Sword HD. I see you cheating, Adam. You're only supposed to pick one. I'm just joking. I, I picked multiple for a lot of categories. Um, uh, Zach said Tekken 7, which I thought was really cool, because, like, 
I don't know. I feel like I, I never really hear people talk about fighting game soundtracks, but like I'm sure they slap. Um, and then Anonymous said Everhood, and I actually had to look this game up because I hadn't heard of it. And it it was really it seemed really cool. Like stylistically, it was pretty cool. Um, and then Tyler said Persona Five Strikers. Gilbert and Noctane said Near Replicants, which is always a good pick. And then Mo, Lands, and Sora said Neo: The World Ends With You. And this is going to be um, a running theme that you will see with these awards: is that a lot of people pick similar things, and it's usually Neo: The World Ends With You, <laughs> which is funny because it's a game that like I haven't even played, but like it is like a lot of people like Neo: The World Ends With You. At least a lot of people in my audience and community, I guess. <laughs> um, where was I? James said Death's Door. Egg said Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> Songbird said Deltarune Chapter 2. And Kafona said Hades. Um, for my personal answer, I said Hotel Dusk. And now, here's the thing. If we're talking, like, what's the music that I think is probably, like, the best, it would probably be Tales of Arise. However, I said Hotel Desk because that is the music that I've, like, listened to the most. I usually listen to video game soundtracks when I'm, like, studying or doing any sort of, like, work. And Hotel Desk has been my go-to. Like, ever since I finished that game, I've just been listening to the Hotel Desk soundtrack, like, nonstop. It is just... I love it. <laughs> so, that's what I think is the best music. I really loved Hotel Desk. And you're gonna see that I, I really liked Hotel Desk throughout these awards. <laughs> but I also want to shout out Dance Dance Revolution because, you know, I've been playing that a lot. And a lot of the songs in Dance Dance Revolution slap like Paranoia um, and Butterfly and all those other things. <laughs> the next category is Best Gameplay, which I think is a pretty important category considering... We're talking about video games. <laughs> um, so V said Final Fantasy VII Remake, which is, like, fantastic. Like, Final Fantasy VII Remake, that gameplay is so much fun. And actually, when I was playing Tales of Arise, I found it's similar to Seven Remake in some ways, where, like, you can switch between characters and then you have, like, special moves, you have normal moves. Like, there are some similarities there, but I do think that Seven Remake did it better. I think, like, I, I really love Tales of Arise. I think that might even be my answer. I don't know. I really love Tales of Arise. But I do think 7 Remake is just, like, a bit more polished. Yeah, I really like... Final Fantasy 7 Remake for best gameplay is, like, a wonderful choice, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> then someone said Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Uh, Jay said Persona 5 Royal, another really good choice. That is... I think Persona 5 Royal is probably the best turn-based gameplay that I think I've ever seen. I've ever played in a game. So, yeah, Definitely. Mila said SNT5, Tully Zeus said Resident Evil Village, Adam and Noctane said Metroid Dread, Zack said Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, uh, someone said Monster Hunter Rise, someone said it, uh, Tyler said Tales of Arise, Gilbert said Fire Emblem Three Houses, Mo and Sora said Neo the World Ends With You, James said Yakuza Like a Dragon, um, I'm really curious to play Yakuza Like a Dragon because all the Yakuza games I've played are like sort of the action, like RPG combat you know, like Yakuza 0 up through Yakuza 6, and, you know, they're all, none of them are turn-based, but uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon is turn-based. So, I mean, apparently it's good turn-based, <laughs> but I'm really curious when I eventually play it, because I feel like it'll be weird. Uh, Land said Carrots 3 Remind, amazing choice. Egg said Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. I think this might be the one time that Egg did not say a Final Fantasy answer. <laughs> Um, Songbird said Deltarune Chapter 2, Kafona said Hades. Oh, and my answer <laughs> 
is Fire Emblem Three Houses. Um, I just feel like it's probably a bit more polished than Tales of Arise. I really love Tales of Arise, but I think like Fire Emblem Three Houses does what it sets out to do perfectly for the most part. And maybe it's just that I don't have as great of an understanding of that combat because like I'm not, I don't play many strategy games. But um, my answer was Fire Emblem Three Houses, but like Tales of Arise is, it's right there with it. <laughs> it's like just below it. But anyway, so then we have Best Story, which, you know, one of my favorite categories as a person that plays a lot of visual novels, but, you know, just in any game, I think that the story is very important. Yeah, let's get into the answer. So V said Yakuza Kwami slash Persona 4 slash Chicory. I see you cheating. Um, <laughs> all good choices, though. All good choices, um, especially Persona 4. <laughs> Um, I still have to play Chicory. Um, then someone said Life Strange Two Colors. Jay said I the Somnium Files, as he should. <laughs> Adam said the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, which actually I didn't say this in the what I've been playing segment, but I actually did finish chapter four of the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, the first game. And I do want to finish. I'm gonna finish that game sometime soon. Cause I only have like one chapter left. So it's like I'm gonna push through it. Um, but I might also play the second game because like it it's a weird thing where, like, when I'm playing it, I really enjoy it, but then I'm kind of like, eh, but then I'm like, oh, but it's fun. I don't know. But yeah, I think I will definitely get back to it at some point. And then Zach said Omori, which is another game that I have to get to at some point. Like, I have it on Steam. Um, I feel like I just have to, like, be in the mood for it. But yeah, from what I've heard, Omori has a great story. And then someone said Everhood. And then both Tyler Tylerims and James said Yakuza Like a Dragon. Uh, Gilbert and Noctane said Near Replicant, another game that I have to, <laughs> I, I played a bit of it, but I, I definitely have to get back to it and finish it because I do think I'll really like it. Um, Mo said Your Turn to Die. Lan said Neo, The World Ends With You. Egg said Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> Songbird said World End Club. Kafona said The Walking Dead Season 1, another game that I should probably get to. Um, and Sora said Paper Mario, The Thousand Year Door. And my personal answer is, surprise, surprise, it's Hotel Dusk. <laughs> um, honestly, I feel like if I had finished Tales of Arise before I had done this, it might have been Tales of Arise. But, like, just for the sake of this episode, I'm going to say Hotel Dusk because, like, I have finished that. I fucking, I love the story so much. But, like, mm, yeah. Yeah, it's a good story. I really enjoy it. I do think the characters are better than the story, but the story is also, like, very good. So, yeah. They kind of go hand in hand. <laughs> but, um, yeah, my answer is Hotel Dusk. Please play Hotel Dusk. Um, then the next category is Best Characters. Um, so V, Set Persona 4 Golden, and Final Fantasy VII Remake. Once again, both wonderful choices. Jay said Persona 5 Royal. Adam said The Great Ace Attorney Chronicles. Zach said Dragon Quest XI. Tyler and James said Yakuza Like a Dragon. Songbird said World End Club. And you know what? If there is one thing I will give World End Club is that I really love those characters. You know, I don't think it is Uchikoshi's strongest work, <laughs> but I did really love the characters in that game. And when I finished it, that was sort of what I took away from that game was how much I loved those characters. You know, I really loved them. They were really cute. I really loved the Go-Getters Club. <laughs> that was the best thing about that game for sure. And then Noctane, Lands, and Sora said Neo, the world ends with you. And my answer, surprise, surprise, it's Hotel Dusk. <laughs> I feel like if I had not played Hotel Dusk this year, this would have been a toss-up between, like, Fire Emblem Three Houses and Tales of Arise. But Hotel Dusk just makes this category so easy because the characters in Hotel Dusk, and I know I've talked about this on the podcast before, but the characters in Hotel Dusk are just... 
they feel so real and that doesn't always necessarily mean that they are like really good characters but I feel like it usually does but like I really fucking love those characters like Louie, Rosa, even even fucking Kyle <laughs> like there's so many characters in that game and you get to know all of them like really well you get to learn like their secrets you get to learn and you see like the good and the bad sides of them which I think is really cool you know like like the protagonist Kyle like he's done some shitty stuff and like he's kind of nosy and he's kind of an asshole but like you also see the good side to him and I feel like almost all the characters in that game are like that where like they have their good and their bad sides and it's it's very well at sort of it doesn't feel like any character is really good or bad like they all have their flaws oh it's just so good <laughs> I really love the characters in Hotel Dusk like I oh like, I'm trying to think of more sophisticated things to say about it, but I'm just like, I love them so much. <laughs> and I think that uh, also sort of the character art, like, the character sprites go into this as well, because they're just drawn, like, so wonderfully. And they they look real, they feel real, the dialogue is good, like, oh, play Hotel Dusk. <laughs> um, so then for our next category, what game did you play the most? And V says Persona 4 Golden and Yakuza 0, both good choices. J said Xenoblade Chronicles 2, Tolly Zoo said Monster Hunter Rise, both Zach and Mo said Smash. Uh, Egg said Final Fantasy 14. Kafona <laughs> um, said Genshin Impact, both Noctane and Tyler said Persona 5 Strikers. Uh, my personal answer is actually Final Fantasy 14, just like Egg. I was subscribed for three months, I, I want to say. And over those three months, I played all of A Realm Reborn, and I don't know how far I am into Heaven's Word, but I did get some way into it. So yeah, I played a lot of Final Fantasy XIV. That was like my summer. My summer was Final Fantasy XIV. I don't really know if I played any other games. <laughs> so yeah, that was definitely my most played, for sure. And then our next category, what was your favorite game that released in 2021? So yeah, <laughs> V said Chicory, uh, Someone question mark said Kena Bridge of Spirits. Zach said Guilty Gear Strive. Tyler said Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Uh, Mo, Lands, Noctane, and Sora said Neo The World Ends With You. Egg said Final Fantasy XIV and Walker. Uh, both Kafona and Talizu said Resident Evil Village. And my, my answer is Tales of Arise, which shouldn't be any surprise considering the only games I played that came with the year were Tales of Arise and World End Club, and I thought World End Club was not that great, so Tales of Arise, for sure. Easy, easy answer for me. Um, favorite game released before 2021. So these can be retro, but these can also be just like they released in 2019. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Um, so someone said Trials of Mana, which is a good answer. Um, Tully Zoo said Wave Race 64. Adam said Death Stranding, the, the new edition. It was a director's cut. Is that what they called it? I don't remember. Um, and also the, the, I was gonna say The World Ends With You. No, that's not it. The Last of Us 2 replay. Tyler said Bloodborne. James said Shadow of the Colossus. Egg said Final Fantasy 12. So not Final Fantasy 14, but Final Fantasy 12. <laughs> um, Songbird said Catherine Full Body. Uh, Animal Crossing and I, The Somnium Files, I think. <laughs> I, like, abbreviated a bunch of stuff here. So, I'm, like, AC and I. That must be Animal Crossing and I, The Somnium Files. Um, yeah, I'm, like, 99% sure that's what it was. 
Yeah, that's what it was. I'm just, I, I, I try to make my show notes shorter by shortening things, and then I don't remember what it was. Um, and Kafona said Ghost of Tsushima, Noctane said Hades, and my answer is Hotel Dust. <laughs> this could have also been Fire Emblem Three Houses, which might have made more sense considering that's technically my favorite game that I played this year, but I'm gonna say Hotel Dusk. You know, maybe Hotel Dusk was my favorite game that I played this year. Maybe I'm just, like, giving away the answers here. The only thing I didn't like about Hotel Dusk was the gameplay, and that's just because it's a visual novel, and some of the adventuring bits can be, like, you don't know what the fuck you're supposed to do, and it lasts, like, a bit too long, so, like, gameplay-wise is really the only reason why I hesitate to say Hotel Dusk was my favorite game, but I feel like the answer is becoming more clear as I go through these awards. I'm like, huh, I really liked Hotel Dusk, huh? So... Yeah, might be Hotel Dusk. Um, favorite character. So, V said Yukiko, of course. Um, Anonymous said Alex Chen. J said Kaname Date. Good answer. We love Kaname Date here from Aizasamian Files. Um, also, V, uh, Yukiko, V's answer. Yukiko, Vikiko, same thing. Um, Yukiko is from Persona 4, if you didn't know. And Alex Chen is from Life is Strange True Colors. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to specify here because I didn't know what some of these were, so I know some of you probably won't know what it is, so I'm going to try and specify when I can. Um, Tony Zhu said Alcina Dimitrescu, also known as Lady Dimitrescu, as many of you might know her, really tall Resident Evil lady. Good answer. Zach said Sora. Tyler and James said Ichiban, and he is the main character in Yakuza Like a Dragon. And I have heard, like, people really love Ichiban, so G good to see it. <laughs> but uh, Mo and Sora said Tosai. Fret Furusawa. Uh, that's a Neo the World Ends With You character. Uh, Songbird says Susato. So she's from the Great East Tourney Chronicles. And whenever I, I think of Susato, I think of the Susato takedown. <laughs> and yeah, she's pretty cute. Um, Kafona said D-Luke. D-Luke? That's how I say it, right? From Genshin? Yeah. Oh, I'd like completely read over Adam's answer. <laughs> Adam said Herlock Sholmes from the Great East Tourney Chronicles, which is also a really good answer. I really love Herlock Sholmes. He's really fucking funny. Um, I just fucking skipped over it, though. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Adam. And then Noctane said Shoka, which is also a character from uh, Neo The Ones With You. And my answer is Louie from Hotel Dusk. <laughs> um, I really fucking love Louie. He's just, he's so, like, wholesome. And, like, he does have a not great past. But, like, he, he's, like, lazy and he's just kind of, like, carefree. But, like he's so wholesome and like you know that like he really like cares about things and I just like I don't know I really like Louie he was like any time that he was on screen in Hotel Dusk I was smiling I was like oh my god I love you <laughs> Louie Denono like I love him so much there were so many good characters though in the games that I played but like oh you gotta give it to Louie like I said Hotel Dusk had my favorite characters in just like any game that I played this year but, like, specifically Louie. <laughs> specifically Louie, I really love. So, yeah, that's the only thing I dread about playing Last Window is that I know that Louie isn't in it, and I wish he was. Because, like, none of the characters from Hotel Dusk return, except for, I think, maybe one. But, um, man, I'm gonna miss Louie. I fucking love him. <laughs> um, favorite villain. I love villains. I love villains. So, I knew this had to be a category. So, for favorite villain... V said, Nishiki, due to how betrayed I felt, so, um, this isn't really, like, 
I don't think it's really spoilers for the Yakuza series. Um, in the first Yakuza game, um, Nishiki is the main villain. And if you're like me and V and you played Yakuza 0 before playing like Yakuza Kiwami, it hurts. It hurts a lot more. Because, <laughs> you know, Yakuza, you know, Yakuza Kiwami or like the first Yakuza was, you know, the first game in the series. And Nishiki was always the villain. But... You know, when they made the prequel of Yakuza 0, and they sort of gave more backstory to Nishiki and Kiryu's relationship, and Nishiki as a character, and then you play Yakuza 0, and then Yakuza Kwami, it just feels, it hurts. <laughs> it hurts a lot more when, you know, your brother, basically, is fucking just, oh, it sucks. Nishiki is a really good villain, though. <laughs> yeah, it hurts a little bit, but it is what it is. Um, and then Tolly Zoo said Activision Blizzard. They were they were definitely a villain this year. God. <laughs> and then Adam said Metroid Dread villain in brackets. Spoiler. So thanks for not spoiling that. Uh, I probably won't play Metroid Dread, but you know I don't know someone else might. So the Metroid Dread villain is apparently a really good one. And then Tyler said Jess Baptiste the sixth, sixth. The sixth? I don't know. Uh, from No More Heroes 3. I've not played that, obviously, or else I would know. Shout out to them. Uh, James said Maruki from Persona 5 Royal, and that is a really good answer, because when I was sort of going over um, my answer for this, I was thinking back to the games that I played this year, and Maruki was actually almost my pick, um, which might come as a surprise, because I know sometimes I come off as a Persona 5 hater, and maybe I kind of am. I don't know. But I think that Maruki is... A, very good villain. I mean, uh, spoilers? <laughs> spoilers? Uh, for Persona 5 Royal? But, oh my god. He he really is a really good villain. I think it just... Because I like when villains aren't just, like, the obviously, like, big bad. You know what I mean? Like, when there's more layers to them. And Maruki had, like, really good intentions. It just wasn't... He just didn't go about it the right way, you know? And I, I appreciate villains like that. So, yeah, I think Maruki is a really good pick. He was almost my pick, which, you know, I feel like that says something considering how much I shit on Persona 5. And then Lands and Noctane said Shiba Miyakaze, which is a Neo the World Ends With You character. Um, but as for my answer, I said Mine from Yakuza 3. Um, I played Yakuza 3 this year and I really loved Mine. He, he's like, I'm trying to think of like a way to describe him. <laughs> he's very hot. <laughs> he's kind of sexy. So I did appreciate that. He was easy on the eyes. I liked looking at him, for one. But um, also, kind of like Maruki, um, there's just these layers to him, like an onion, where I was kind of, like, sympathetic to him, and I felt bad for him, and I just... Mm. He was a good villain. He did some things that really made me angry, but I really liked Mine from Yakuza 3. Also, I want to shout out The Witch's House, it's not, like, technically my answer, but, like, if you have played The Witch's House, you'll know what I talk about. There's a bit of a twist. Uh, there's a bit of a twist ending in there when it comes to the villain, and I thought that it was very good. So, shout out to The Witch's House for for be having, a good, having a good villain. I don't know what I... I'm fucking struggling to talk. <laughs> then, who is the character you had a crush on? I'm, I'm just... I really want to hear. I want to get to know you deeply. I want to get to know you better. Like, what's your taste? <laughs> And V said Majima, good taste. Adam said Samus slash Kiryu, good taste. Um, Zach said Eric, Dragon Quest XI. I've not played Dragon Quest XI, but I did look up Eric because, like, I want to know these things. 
and good taste. Tyler said Seiko Mukoda? Mukoda? Yeah, hopefully I'm saying that right. Um, a character from Yakuza, like a dragon, I believe. Um, I looked her up as well. Good taste. Gilbert said Hilda from Fire Emblem Three Houses. Honestly, I wish Hilda was gay. <laughs> I wish I could romance Hilda. I don't know if I would, but like, I feel like she's a bit sapphic and I would like to see it. Like her relationship with Marianne, I believe is her name. Like whenever they have interactions, I'm like, this seems, this seems kind of gay, but then the game is like, no. So I don't know. I'd be okay if Hilda was gay is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, then Lan said Kanon Tachibana, which I believe was a Neo The World Ends With You character, if I'm correct. Kafona said D. Luke. And for my personal answer, Kisara. Obviously, I have a crush on Kisara. And of course, Louis from Hotel Dusk. Love him. Uh, Kiryu, which I wasn't expecting. Because, like, I've played Yakuza games before, but there was something about Yakuza 3 Kiryu specifically where I was like, this dad energy is working for me. <laughs> I'm attracted to this. So, shout out to Kiryu. And also Edelgard. Obviously, Edelgard was my wife. I romanced her in Fire Island Three Houses. Edelgard's my wife. What can I say? It has to be, like, Edelgard. But yeah, I had a crushes on a lot of characters this year. <laughs> and then the next, next category which was one I was very interested to get your answers from, was sexiest character. Many people said Kisara, which is correct. That was also uh, what I said. And I felt validated that other people said it as well. <laughs> um, but Zach, Zach said Cloud. And then Noctane said Kaine from Near Replicant. So good taste, good taste, y'all. Then for the next category, we have what was your comfort game this year? What did, what did you play for comfort? And V said Persona 4 Dancing on Light. And that is a good choice. It's not one that I would have thought of, but it is a very good choice. Because I also, I replayed Persona 4 Dancing on Light this year. I also played the other Persona games. And like, Persona 4 Dancing on Light specifically is very nice. Like, it, I, play, I feel like I played it, I replayed it at the right time. It's very like calming and like, I don't know, it just resonated with me. It hit, it hit in a way that I didn't think it was going to hit. So shout out to Persona 4 Dancing on Light. Um, Jay said Breath of the Wild, another really good comfort game. I feel like even though I haven't really gone back to it since I finished it or like, you know, finished doing all the extra stuff that I wanted to do. Breath of the Wild, I, yeah, good comfort game. And then Mila said Bandori for Switch slash Animal Crossing. I'm like, oh my God, me too. <laughs> I don't play Bandori on Switch. I play, um, the mobile version, but I played, I've played so much Bandori and Love Live All-Stars. <laughs> Like, literally every morning, that is what I do. I get a glass of water. I sit on my couch. And I play either Bandori or Love Live All-Stars or both. <laughs> and that's how I start my day. So, shout out to them. Uh, and also Animal Crossing. I also played a lot of Animal Crossing this year. And then Tilly Zoo said Death Stranding. Adam said Tetris 99. Zach said Dragon Quest 11. I should I should play Dragon Quest 11. I feel like I would like it. Um, Tyler said Power Wash Simulator, which is awesome. <laughs> Gilbert said Fire Emblem Three Houses. That is, that, that, that has comfort game vibes. Uh, Mo said Smash Bros. James, Songbird, and Sora said Animal Crossing New Horizons. Lan said Kmart's Three Remind. Honestly, any Kingdom Hearts game is a good, good comfort game. Um, Egg said Final Fantasy Seven Remake. So not Final Fantasy Fourteen, but Seven Remake. <laughs> uh, Kafona said Zelda Ocarina of Time Randomizer. I really love randomizers. I didn't even really know that they existed until this year when I got into like the Cameron's 2 randomizer. And um, 
there's just something about them. They're really enjoyable. I want to, I want to do some more keywords to randomizer at some point, but like I fucked up my, uh, my like setup for it. So I have to fix it. It's a whole thing, but yeah, I really like it. <laughs> and then Noctane said Kingdom Hearts Melody and Memory. Um, as for my answer, I'm going to say Final Fantasy 14 because I really liked sort of diving really deep into the lore and just that world of Eorzea I thought was really fun this summer. I was trying to shift. I tried to shift to Eorzea as a cat girl and it didn't work. <laughs> but anyway, I also played a lot of Animal Crossing New Horizons and that was that was good comfort. I, I tended to play it before I would like go to work. So there's that. Um, and then I played through a lot of the Kingdom Hearts games again this year, which was very comforting. And I'm not gonna lie, even though I just streamed Kingdom Hearts 1 and Kingdom Hearts 2 not that long ago, um, I'm probably gonna do it again because I miss it. <laughs> um, I'm probably gonna stream Kingdom Hearts 1 and Kingdom Hearts 2 again. I don't think I'll do Chain of Memories. I don't desire to go back to Chain of Memories, but it's that Kingdom Hearts fan urge <laughs> to just always go back and replay the games. But anyway, that's my answer. And then for what was the most hyped you got over a trailer or announcement this year? What was it? And V said the Bug Snacks DLC and Skyward Sword HD. Um, someone said Alan Wake 2, which was actually one of the ones I was at the Game Awards. And that was pretty cool. I'm not, I haven't played the first Alan Wake, but that was pretty cool. Um, Jay said Horizon Forbidden West. Mila said uh, Nisa's Falcom, Falcom announcements for lots of trail stuff. I believe that is like Nis. America, if I'm correct. I don't actually know what the NIS stands for. By now it's like NIS America. Bear with me. Um, Tolly Zoo, Mo, and Songbird said I, the Somnium Files, Nirvana Initiative, which is the correct answer in case you were wondering. <laughs> I'm just joking. You can be excited about whatever you want. Um, Adam said Metroid Dread, Zach Kafona, and Noctane said Soren Smash, which that was that was a very good moment. I was crying like a bitch. <laughs> That, yeah, that was a good announcement. That trailer was really fucking good. Um, Tyler said Forspoken. Gilbert said Persona 4 Arena Ultimax, which is one that I was not expecting. Did not expect to see that at the Game Awards, but I'll take it. Uh, James said Elden Ring. Lance said Pokemon Legends Arceus. Egg said Final Fantasy VII Integrate announcement. And of course, my answer is I, the Somnium Vials Nirvana Initiative. That was the best moment of my life, honestly. Like, the ARG leading up to it with the Nine Eyes TV was probably my favorite thing um, because it just reminded me so much of the Four Infinity days before Zero Time Dilemma was announced. And they had the Four Infinity website and it was, like, always updating. There was, like, a countdown. There were the words that would come up, like, CQD, ice cream, like, firefight, like, all that kind of stuff. And I was just like, what the fuck is going on? And it gave me that feeling again, the Nine Eyes TV, because it's that same, like, ARG sort of, like, ominous feeling, like, what the fuck is happening? Um, and, you know, theorizing about it and stuff. And so I think that was my favorite thing. Um, then, of course, oh, my God. I will never forget when the Nirvana Initiative, like, trailer came out and I was on Twitter and I watched it and fucking, like, that first bit of it where it's just, like, Mizuki. And you don't really see her yet, but she's, like, coming, Invincible Rainbow Arrow. And then you hear the fucking 999 music and she's playing 999, like, I will never, like, my, I will never forget the way that my fucking heart dropped. Like, it was like my heart just, like, dropped out of my chest and, like, into my asshole when I heard, like, the 999 music. I was like, what the fuck is happening? I was like, it's the escape. It was just I had the Somnium Files Nirvana Initiative, which was, like, 
same thing made me really hype but like oh my god <laughs> the 999 reference the reference of my favorite game of all time yeah so that was my favorite announcement this year probably gonna be my game of the year for 2022 but yeah yeah surprise surprise <laughs> and then for best animal I, I just thought this was a cute category um v said the dog from chicory Jay said Diddy Kong, and then, but Jay also said, like, Diddy Kong, if that counts, and I'm like, of course that counts, Diddy Kong's, like, what the fuck do you mean, if that counts, of course it counts, it's Diddy Kong, grow up, <laughs> both Adam and Egg said the foxes in Ghost of Tsushima, I didn't even know there were foxes in Ghost of Tsushima, I haven't played it, so I was like, ooh, there's foxes, and they're good, um, anyway, James said Morgana, Noctane said a Palamute, I, I probably, I did not say that right. Palamute? I don't know. Palamute <laughs> from Monster Hunter Rise. I'm so sorry. I have no idea how to say it, but I looked him up and he was kind of cute. Um, as for my answer, I'm just gonna say Coco Bandicoot. I'm just gonna say Coco Bandicoot. I played Crash 4. It's about time this year. And, um, yeah, she was the only one I could think of. And it was fun playing as her. I really like how they did in, like, the Insane Trilogy and in Crash 4, it's about time how you can play as Coco instead of Crash, because that's usually what I did, because feminism. Um, anyway. <laughs> and then our next category for most chaotic game, because I feel like, I feel like we should reward chaos more. I feel like chaos is a good thing, and yeah, we should celebrate it. <laughs> um, v said Yoxa Zero, very chaotic game. J said Kingdom Hearts, which I think is so funny because I know Jay recently started playing the Kingdom Hearts series. I think he's still on Kingdom Hearts 1. And, like, sometimes I think, because, like, to me, Kingdom Hearts is normal, right? Because I grew up with it. Like, I played these games when I was, like, I don't know, like, six or seven. Like, I was I was young, like, seven, eight years old. And, like, I would see Mickey Mouse and I'd just be like, oh, this is so cool. Like, it didn't come off to me as chaotic. It was just like, oh, my God, this is so cool. But, like, I imagine, like, if I were to play the games now and have, like, no context. Like, I always see those videos, like, on YouTube where it's, like, Kingdom Hearts, no context, or, like, show this to your friend that, like, has no idea what the fuck Kingdom Hearts is, and it's just the most stupidest shit in the series, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Getting into the Kingdom Hearts series post the age of 12, I feel like, <laughs> would be a whole chaotic experience, and then Adam said World End Club. That was, that was pretty chaotic. Tyler said Danganronpa S, which I believe is, like, so the Danganronpa Decadence collection came out, but Danganronpa S is, like, the, was it, like, a board game or some shit? I don't know. But it was, like, a gotcha that, no, it is actually a gotcha, but it's not on mobile, which I thought was really weird. Because if it was, like, a mobile app, I would download it and I would try it out. But, like, I don't, Danganronpa S does seem very chaotic. And then Gilbert said Fall Guys. Mo said Your Turn to Die. James said Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne. Lance said Neil the Walden's with you. Egg said Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> um, and I think the reason for that was because, like, the story goes in ways like you would not expect it, which, damn, I gotta, maybe I should renew my sub. Although, those wait times, I don't know if I could deal with that. I will eventually, though. And then Kafona said Zelda Ocarina of Time Randomizer. I, I can imagine how that would be chaotic. <laughs> then Noctane said WarioWare, get it together. I haven't played um, WarioWare, get it together, but I did have the Wario, the Wario, Wario, where that was on the Wii. And that was very chaotic. I remember like just like just the, by the nature of that game where it's like these really quick mini games that are like silly a lot of the time. Very chaotic. And then Sora said Mario Party Superstars. Uh, I got to play that at some point. I think it would be a lot of fun. And then my answer was Zero Time Dilemma. 
Um, I replayed it this year on stream and Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> what a fucking game. What a game. What a good time, honestly. <laughs> it's a good stream game. So our next category is best atmosphere. And y'all know I love atmosphere in games. So this was an important one for me. V said Final Fantasy VII Remake, which yes, Final Fantasy VII Remake has a really good atmosphere. I think when I realized that was very early on. It's, I think it's like chapter two or three when you're in um, the slums with Tifa and they play like the world map theme that was like in the original, but obviously it's not played at the same point that it is in the original. Man, that was so good. <laughs> I really love Final Fantasy VII Remake's atmosphere. Um, Jay said Spider-Man, Mila said SMT5, Sakura Wars, Fate Morgana, Tolizu said Forza Horizon 5, um, Adam, Moe, and Noctane said Metroid Dread, Zack said Breath of the Wild, Tyler said Tales of Arise, Lance and Egg said Near Replicant. Near Replicant definitely has a good atmosphere from what I played. I think the art style itself and like that really unique Near music is definitely what what gives it that? It's really good. Songbird said Bowser's Fury. Kafona said Walking Dead Season 1. And I have a few answers here because I'm a cheater. <laughs> um, so the first one I have is Hotel Dusk. I think the atmosphere of just like being at a hotel for one night and like you don't really know where you're going the next day. You're just there for one night and like getting to know these people that are all strangers. Like I don't know. The atmosphere of that game was really cool to me and I really liked it. But I also really want to shout out um, Bag Inside a Milk, Inside a Bag of Milk, Bag of Milk, Inside a Milk. I can't remember exactly what the title is, but um, Bag Inside a Milk. I played it in October. It's like a horror visual novel. It is like 10 minutes long. Um, and the atmosphere in that game is so cool. Like the art style is like pixelated. It's kind of like these pink colors. And um, the main character almost is like talking to you the entire time. And the music is really fucking weird. <laughs> Um, it's just, it's really cool. I really recommend checking it out. Like, I got it for, like, one dollar or something on Steam. And it's, like, ten minutes long, so it's a really short experience, but it's really fucking cool if you want to check it out. And then, game that made you the saddest, because we gamers love to cry. <laughs> um, V said Yakuza Koemi. I feel like all the Yakuza games are kind of sad now that I'm thinking about it. Um, Mila said Fate Morgana, which I really want to get to Fate Morgana. Um, I think I would like it. I believe it's, like, a visual novel. And I've heard really good things about it, so. And now it's sad. Oh my god, I'm sold. <laughs> Adam said The Last of Us 2. Zach said Omori. Tyler said Yakuza Like a Dragon. Once again, proving my point that Yakuza is a sad fucking series. Um, Gilbert, Lands, and Noctane said Near Replicant. Egg said Final Fantasy XIV. Songbird said Deltarune Chapter 2. And Sora said Paper Mario Sticker Star. Then in brackets, it was painfully sad. Avoid playing at all costs. I didn't know the Paper Mario games were sad. I didn't know that. Um, my answer is Yakuza 3. <laughs> um, God, the tears that I shed during that game was a lot. Like, the sort of, like, ending portion of Yakuza 3, I feel like it broke me emotionally. Like, I don't know if I've ever cried like that. Like, it's been a while. It's been a while since I've cried like that over a video game. <laughs> like, oh, like, I... One of these days, I'm going to do, like, a spoiler cast for, like, Yakuza 3, 4, and 5 once I, you know, play 4 and 5. But, like, holy shit. Such a good game, but it broke my heart so many times. Oh, my God. Okay. And then we have Game That Made You the Happiest, because we can't all be depressed. Um, v said Chicory. 
Um, someone said Life is Strange True Colors. Jay said Persona 5 Royal. Mila said Sakura Wars and Bandori. Zach said Kingdom Hearts 3 or Dragon Quest 11. Tyler said Yakuza Like a Dragon. So, <laughs> it's both sad and happy. Um, Gilbert said Fire Emblem Three Houses. Egg said Final Fantasy XIV. Um, Songbird said World End Club. Noctane said Bowser's Fury. And my answer is Crash 4. It's about time because it's about time. Like, that really, Crash 4, it's about time is like a love letter to Crash Bandicoot, I feel like. It was just so much fun as a fan of the series where, you know, we haven't had a new game in so long other than obviously like uh, Crash Team Racing, Nitro Fueled, and like the Insane Trilogy, which are remakes. Um, obviously, um, they do have like definitely some newer content, but they're not fully new games. And so this is the first new Crash Bandicoot game that we've gotten since like the PS2 era. I don't remember the exact year, but like one of the last ones we got would have been, um, I think it was Mind Over Mutant was the last PS2 game that we got. And then like we didn't have any Crash Bandicoot games for a while. And so Crash Ports about time. I really fucking loved it. And like right the first level that you do, I believe they have like a TV there. And if you spin it, it'll show like the different title screens for like, you know, Crash Bandicoot, Crash Bandicoot uh, 2, uh, Cortex Strikes Back, Crash Bandicoot 3 Warped, like, it's really cool, and there's even, like, a Spyro, like, floaty on that first level, too, I believe, and there's so many references to, like, older games, and the gameplay is so much fun, it just, it's a beautiful game, it's a fun game, and it made me very happy as a Crash Bandicoot fan to finally have something new, and, you know, it felt really good, and it's probably my favorite game in the Crash series, so, yeah, I really loved Crash 4, and that's, probably made me the happiest, I would say. <laughs> and then we just have a category for what are some other games you'd like to shout out that maybe didn't fit in any of the other categories per se, but that, you know, let's just give it a little shout out. Uh, Tyler said Boyfriend Dungeon, Adam said Robotics Notes, Gilbert said 13 Sentinels, I guess Rim, um, Mo said Balan Wonderworld <laughs> for being the funniest slash most disappointing demo ever. Yeah, like, the saddest thing about Balan Wonderworld is that when we got the first, like, cinematic trailer for it, I was like, oh, this is so cool. I'm reading, like, an old school sort of, like, 3D platformer coming from Square Enix and, like, the art style looks cool. Then, like, that demo came out. <laughs> and it was like, oh, shit, it's that kind of PS2 game, not a good PS2 game. Yeah. And then Lan said, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond slash Shining Pearl. Egg said, Shadow the Colossus for being the prettiest game ever. Um, I don't really know if I have an answer for this. Maybe, like, the Persona dancing games, because I, I did play, like, all of them this year, and I did enjoy them, so shout out to the Persona dancing games. I also played Kingdom Hearts Melody and Memory this year, so just rhythm games in general, like Dance Dance Revolution, like Bandori, Love Live, damn. I play a lot of rhythm games, don't I? Damn. Um... <laughs> And then our last category, which is kind of like a bonus fun thing to try and get you guys to come to my streams, is what was your favorite Emmy Luna game stream moment? <laughs> and I really loved reading these. I'm so happy that y'all watch my streams, honestly. Um, <laughs> and I want to know, like, what were some of your highlights? Um, someone said playing the Final Fantasy XIV story. And yeah, that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. Um, I'm so happy that I streamed that last bit of A Realm Reborn. <laughs> Because, whew, the way the story goes there. <laughs> yeah, I think that kind of solidified Robon as my favorite character. But yeah, I really, I really loved Final Fantasy XIV this year. 
Um, you know what? Shout out to Robon. I didn't, I didn't think of him when I was doing like the favorite characters, like part or like the crushes, but like, I think I had a crush on Robon as well. You know what? We're adding Robon to the characters that I had a crush on because, oh my God, love him. Um, <laughs> Jay said smashing the goals for the charity stream. Yes, that was so much fun. And we got to raise like $600 for Food Banks Canada, which like y'all blew my mind. I didn't know we were capable of that, but we were. <laughs> so you know, thank you so much to everyone that donated during that. That was really fucking cool. And I got to wear my froggy hat. <laughs> uh, Mila said, Mario Kart community streams. Definitely a lot of fun. Um, also, the Crash Bandicoot story. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Um, if you don't know the Crash Bandicoot 3 warped story, there's there's a uh, there's a clip on my Twitch where I talk about it. If you want to if you want to go back and watch that. That was that was a fun time. <laughs> And Tolizu said, all the times I read mistranslated closed captions and chuckled thanks to the sense of humor of a 12-year-old. Completely understandable. <laughs> like, the closed captions, like, sometimes I'll be saying something and I'll watch them come up, but then I'll, like, see them change halfway through because, like, they realize that's not what I'm saying. Um, yeah, the closed captions, like, they help, but at the same time, they're, like, just not correct a lot of the time. So it's like, mm, what am I going to do? And then Zach said, anytime Bald Sora is on, is on screen, of course, Bald Sora, I have him with me right now. I can see him. And I just see the stuffing that's coming out of his fucking, oh wait, I just took the stuffing out. Oh well, he's fine. Yeah, he's fine. I just took some stuffing out of his head. Yeah, Bald Sora is great. And then Tyler said, really loved all the Corpse Party streams, which is, I'm glad to hear it. I didn't end up finishing Corpse Party, but um, I definitely want to. Maybe next Halloween. Because um, I also, I had a lot of fun streaming Corpse Party. And then Gilbert said, when she plays nonary games, I think that's probably my favorite too. I think, I think playing Zero Escape on stream is probably my favorite because like I, I'm so into it. Like same with Kingdom Hearts, obviously it's a lot of fun, but I just, there's something about Zero Escape, you know? I think it's just because it's more niche that when I get to share it with other people, I get more excited about it. <laughs> I'm like, I need to prove it to you how fucking great this is. Um, but yeah. That's, I, that's also probably some of my favorite, like, times on stream. And then James said the froggy hat. It's so cute. I definitely have to bring the froggy hat back at some point. Maybe I'll do that when I celebrate my uh, one year as affiliate because I love the froggy hat. I think y'all do too, so. Then Egg said, grow up will always be iconic, lol. And that's completely true. Y'all gotta grow up. <laughs> and then Kafona said, when we talked about our toad Sonas being best friends and Saranj being a couple... I understand that most of the people listening to this probably have no idea what the fuck we're talking about. But, um, I also, I also cherish those moments, Kafona. I really do. Especially the Toad Sonas. I love Toad so much. I, I want to be my own little Toad, you know? Anyway. Uh, Noctane said First Kiss Story LMAO, which is also the Crash Bandicoot story, in case you weren't there. Um, I'm not gonna say it on here. So it's just one of those things, like, when you're live streaming, it hits a bit different, but when you're, like, in a room recording it by yourself, you're like, eh, I'm not sure I want to repeat that. But, um, yeah, the clip's on Twitch. The clip's on Twitch. Um, and then Sora said, watching Emmy play Rechain of Memories was fun. I'm glad you had fun. But, yeah, that is the end of the Luna's Galaxy Game Awards. I really loved reading y'all's responses. Um, and I want to do this again next year. Um, so if you have any feedback for, like, categories that you really liked, if there's any categories you didn't like, 
Um, if there's like a better format that you think would suit the Luna's Galaxy Game Awards, please let me know. Um, I, re I would really like your feedback <laughs> for this episode because um, it was kind of me trying something new. But thank you so much for your support um, in 2021. 2021 was a big year for me um, that I wasn't really expecting. <laughs> I, I started Twitch streaming. I started this podcast. I feel like I've done so much <laughs> that I like never really anticipated, even though, you know, I knew like very like years ago, I knew that I wanted to do more when it came to like video games and content creation stuff. But I didn't really have an idea exactly of what I was doing. And I just kind of said, fuck it this year and decided to stream on Twitch. And now here I am. I have a podcast too. And I'm at like, I think it's like 412 followers on Twitch. And I just, it's been wild. <laughs> it really has. So thank you so much for everyone that has supported me. Um, if you just follow me on Twitter, if you follow me on Instagram, if you listen to the podcast, if you watch me on Twitch, if you're in the Discord, like literally anything. If you watch my YouTube videos, anything, it all helps so much. And I'm so grateful for you all because I would not be doing this if I didn't feel like people enjoyed what I was doing or, you know, if people weren't supporting me. So it really means a lot. I'm just, I'm always amazed that people listen to this and they continue listening to it. You know what I mean? Because like sometimes I listen to the episodes and I'm like, I could definitely do better. But yeah, thank you so much. Um, I really mean that. And I hope that you continue to support me in 2022. It would mean a lot to me. Um, I, I'm going to try really hard this year to be more consistent with streaming and just have more fun. And I think it's going to be a good year. I really want to do more stuff. I want to improve and I want to do even better. And y'all help me to do that. So please, if you have any feedback on the podcast or on um, Twitch streams, like please let me know. Um, you can DM me on Twitter or the Discord or anything like that, because um, I really do appreciate your feedback. You know, it doesn't always have to be good. You can tell me, like, if something is fucked up or if you think I could do something better, because I want to keep improving so that, you know, y'all have a better time. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for this year, and I know that 2022 is going to be even better. Um, so thank you so much for listening to the Luna's Galaxy podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube or leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Um, I'll be back on Tuesday, January 18th for the next episode where we'll be discussing who knows what. And if you want to be a part of the Luna's Galaxy community, you can join our Discord server. The link is in the description. You can also keep up with me on Twitter, Instagram, or Twitch where I'm at Games. I hope you all have a wonderful day, and I will see you next time. Thank you so much. Bye-bye!